Welcome everyone to another episode of Tales of the LGBTQ+. My name is Douglas Parsons. I am honored to have today's guests with me today. Liz Messiah and Michael Fair. You know Liz Messiah from a recently released episode of this podcast. She is a highly respected registered psychologist and clinical social worker who was involved in many of the movements that brought our community to where we are today. In her previous episode, Liz discussed the early formation of what is now known as HIV Edmonton, GALA, and the Police Liaison Commissions, an icon. My other guest, Michael Fair is a trailblazer, another icon of our community, and a politician. He served on the Edmonton City Council from 1992 until 2007. He was the first openly gay elected politician in the province of Alberta, as well as one of the earliest openly gay elected officials anywhere in Canada. In 2015, the Edmonton Public School Board honored Michael by naming a school after him, citing his work with HIV Edmonton, Edmonton Homeward Trust, and so much more. Today on Tales of the LGBTQ+, Liz Messiah and Michael Fair join me to talk about how they know each other from the past, impressions, the various committees they've been on, plus so much more. Sit back and enjoy. The stories are going to be fantastic. Before I bring Liz and Michael to your screens and to your ears, I do want to make mention that Tales of the LGBTQ+, is a weekly video and audio podcast that showcases the remarkable people within our LGBTQ plus community. By listening to our stories, your stories, we gain insight, understanding, and connection. So let's continue to be connected with each other by meeting new and fantastic people. This episode was recorded live, so do expect technical hiccups, snafus, and other different types of hijinks, it's very likely that something has happened and most likely will. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify, do make comments, do give us ratings as this helps us with algorithms. And if you're watching on YouTube, take a moment right now to press on subscribe as that helps us in so many different ways. Again, it's getting your stories out there and perhaps You'll be a guest on this episode in the future. Liz, Michael, and I all reside in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And it's important for me to say that I would like to acknowledge that I am on Treaty 6 territory, a traditional meeting grounds, gathering place, and traveling route to the Cree, Sado, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, and Dakota Sioux. I acknowledge all the many First Nation, Métis, and Inuit whose footsteps have marked this land for centuries. I also want to acknowledge the knowledge keepers and elders who are still with us and those who came before. I'm opening to myself to continue to learn and understand, and I hope you join me on this journey as we learn the truth. Without further ado, it is time now to bring to your screens and to your listening ears, the iconic Liz Messiah and also iconic Michael Fair. 
welcome both of you to Tales of the LGBTQ+. Thanks. Thanks very much. Yeah. Liz, I keep saying icon to you. Are you going to believe it one day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been getting a lot of positive feedback lately from very surprising places about which, which also confirms my belief that often what we do, we don't, that has positive influence. We don't realize it at the time. We're just doing whatever it is we're doing. And then somebody comes along and says, I heard you or I saw you or this, that, or the other thing. And it encouraged me or it, it made me think, or it made me think differently. And so if that's part of what being an icon is, um, I guess that's fine. And uh, I've also had experience uh, of the other side of being iconic or a trailblazer, which is, you know, being thoroughly condemned and criticized. So I guess the label fits in some ways. And, I, and, and I'm sure that, Michael, you would say the same thing for yourself. Yeah. I, and I, I think very much, Liz, as, as you've said, um, at the time, yeah, we were just busy doing things and trying to move forward and this and that and without much thought about what this meant to, um, in the long run, as opposed to at, at the time, it was it yeah. seemed to be significant. And certainly, yes, there, there were uh, plenty of um, uh, what naysayers or people who didn't like us and and you know thought that we belonged in you know, the lower regions of the, the brother yeah. the heavens kind of thing yeah, that yeah, too yeah. as well <laughs> kind of than that too so i think that uh, and i think that's a significant um a part of uh, probably who both of us are is that we were you know we were involved on day-to-day -day kind of stuff uh, for 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 years mm -hmm. um little by little with lots of other people and groups and organizations uh, trying to make some changes, things to happen. But but um, it was rare that anything happened quickly overnight, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> that these were tended to be long-term kinds of efforts. And that, yeah. um, I think the quickly overnight stuff was uh, when people got mad at us and uh, gave us yeah. a hard time, either personally yeah. or, or, or often publicly in the media. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, Michael, that you're right. I think that we were very busy just doing the what needed to be done now and hoping like mad and believing firmly that over the long term, something would change. And um, and so it and so it did. And I think we both know very well that it's all the little bits of stuff that add up all of a sudden to a change. Right. And, yeah. and a lot of it was in the context of what was um uh, possible in those days. I mean, I think back to to, to uh, the fact, um, Liz, that both you and I were heavily involved in trying to change the the Individual Rights Protection Act, which was the provincial yeah. legislation that yeah. that uh, it um, uh, said that discrimination wasn't allowed, but it did not include gays and lesbians in yeah. kind of thing in that. And so our focus was to try to get that legislation changed so it would include gays and lesbians. And part of the legislation created um, a human rights commission to mm -hmm. deal with cases came forward and also do education stuff and along all that kind of thing. So much of our initial work uh, was aimed at that commission so that they would recommend to the provincial government because 
because they responded to the minister to minister and the and um, the government um, mm -hmm. with recommendations or you know a variety of things that they uh, or that they might be asked to do by the government as well. Yeah, yeah, it was Barry Bro actually who uh, when we were having a congratulating uh, picnic for some of us who had been very involved in organizing the first gala or first Pride weeks. And he brought up the fact from the perspective of Dignity, the Catholic organization, that the yeah. uh, IRPA was coming up for amendment and perhaps we should get involved. And so once again, um, not knowing any better, we said, oh, sure. And, uh, and started what was countless hours of meetings, plannings, trainings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I remember and I don't know who it, who it was, but the first sort of foray we made into approaching the uh, the Human Rights Commission and the about the IRPA, and they said no. And I remember how mad we were and how and how surprised I was, because it seemed like a perfectly yeah, yeah. reasonable, simple thing to do. And they said no, and I I was quite surprised. I thought, well, they're not very polite, are they? But Liz, <laughs> I know, I know if, if we were having that case today, I would be very surprised. But this is 1980s Alberta. And yeah. so why? 82, 83. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I came here in 83. So it would have been 84 yeah. maybe. But, but yeah. well, I, I, yeah. I think it's, it's, you know, and I've spoken before about my sense of, well, you shouldn't be mean and nasty to people. And, and if people are saying this means, you know, you're being mean and nasty to us, why wouldn't you change it? And so uh, little did I know, thankfully, what we were up against. And yeah. um, and so, but I do remember that. I thought, well, that that's really, that's really rude, <laughs> was my thought. And I remember we were meeting at your house that night, Michael, and we were all quite some were not quite as surprised as as some of us but it was like well now so i guess we have a whole lot more work we got to get doing right right and so i think that at that point then we started um i, I think initially the the um human rights commission reported to um, um uh, the Department of Labor right, that I think yeah, it was yeah, at that yeah. time which was um uh, uh young um yeah less young less young was the minister and i think we wrote him uh, but we wanted to meet and he sent then sent that on to the commission yeah. instead to meet with the commission. And so um, we did end up having a meeting with the chair of the commission. Uh, it was a woman whose name I forget was the first uh, chair right, um, right. of the commission. Uh, and, and not all of us, but some of us went and, yeah. and um, uh, talked about, you know, what we, thought and wanted and etc kind of thing and the and the problems and issues we were having uh i and i think uh, as you said Liz, that was probably 84 or, or yeah. something around that time 83 84 uh, kind of thing in that um and then then um uh, she uh eventually decided that we should actually meet with the commission the full commission mm -hmm. and do a presentation of um of uh, uh issues and that was um um there were about six or seven of us that were part of that mm -hmm. yeah. um meeting and and we remember we chose we tried to choose well first of all we decided that that we wanted to be like look 
and and act like you're <laughs> like average uh, uh, Albertans, yeah. you know, Martha yeah, and Henry yeah. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also some diversity in terms of both men and women, yeah. but also in backgrounds. I mean, Liz has got the degree that she mentioned. Um, uh, Maureen Irwin, who was part of it, was a grandmother. Uh, yeah. with grandkids kind of thing and that we had the fellow that was the posty his name i kind of forget at the moment um it was it, it, oh the, right yeah 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 with the with the union post the union yeah yeah, well. yeah 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 um and a number of others i can't quote but, but there were six or seven of us and the notion yeah. that we adopted which we did a number of times later on too is each of us spoke a little bit about ourselves personally the kind of background mm -hmm. we were and, and what we saw to give that notion of, you know, we're real people, we're here, we do things, uh, we're part of Alberta, and in this case, Edmonton primarily, kind of thing in that, although the commission dealt with the whole province. So should I tell the funny part of that story? Yes, oh um, yes, you have to. So, so we, we have, uh, this was one of our first meetings with the commission too, and so, we had practiced and prepared. Oh God! When I think oh, back at the amount of time we spent uh, yes. on this this presentation, and that we wanted, as I said, we wanted to appear very much part of, you know, the scene in that. So um, we, uh, we went to the meeting and got there in advance. We planned to get there before, so we were ready. Um, and they would a room that we would be in, and then they would the commission would come in. So uh, when I walked in the room. Kind of thing that I had with me my gold lame bag and and my um, gold high heels that I put on with a bag and Maureen Irwin who was sitting next to me was the grandmother just yeah. about had a fit Michael <laughs> Michael we're trying to be like where everybody else kind of what are you doing kind of thing that at which point people like Liz and others started laughing they they yeah. could tell that this was a ruse on my part yeah, so yeah, yeah, I, I put yeah. them away into the purse and put the purse underneath kind of thing in that too but Maureen <laughs> loved to tell that story and yeah. I loved to tease her about it too because yeah, she was yeah. totally flipped out yeah <laughs> you know Maureen died several years ago and and Frequently, I find myself saying, "Now, Maureen, what, Mo, what would we do? What should we do here?" Yeah. And uh, she, she was one of the world's great people. She was very down to earth, oh, very yeah. solid, yeah. Uh, didn't mess around, uh, yeah. got things done, um, yeah. kept us in line, or tried yeah. to. Um, and if she said she was going to do something, she did it, yeah. and. Uh, it was very pragmatic. I remember uh, years ago when when gala civil rights and and, ga and gala pride were sort of trying to figure out what to do uh, because it was too much for one organization to be doing. Um, we met. Was it at, we met at somebody's cottage? And Maureen had MS, and sometimes she would get really tired. And I remember her saying, I'm really tired. So she went and she lay down on the floor. And so from the vo from the floor, this oh, yeah. voice came that said, well, we just need to focus on civil rights with Gala, and somebody else needs to do the pride work. And that was the, sort of the end of the discussion after, you know, much heavy-duty <laughs> debate. And, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay. And and I but I remember that that you know there she yeah. was down on the floor, and it was just so obvious 
that uh, it solved our problem. And, and so that's where the division between the pride work and, and uh, the civil rights work started to happen. How did a person like Maureen become involved uh, with this movement itself? You mentioned that she was a grandmother. She was suffering from yeah, yeah. MS. How did she become involved? I, I think um, um, it, it, uh, it, and she was a little bit older than some of us, and she was able to use that grandmother instinct, believe me yeah. very well yeah. that too. And I think she was also in um, involved with, with the um, the women's movement um, yeah. in, in in the city. And I think when that kind of uh, there were some divisions that occurred about um, the women's movement and and lesbians. And whether lesbians were welcome or not, you know, there was yeah. there was a lot of public thing. They really trying to divide the community, trying to divide the women's community, and say negative things, blah blah blah. You know, lesbians weren't real women, and all kinds of nasty stuff. And so yeah. I think that that she and some other women um, kind of then started to look at and do some work outside of the women's movement. And I think yeah. that's how she kind of came into um, uh, Gate and, and some of us and the rest that were, were doing things in, in that particular area. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and, and then uh, as with any of uh, us and all of us, I suppose, uh, once you started a little bit, you got to know folks and other people, you know, you got to know and et cetera, et cetera. And, and it, it really, as, as Liz said, um, uh, I think that the other thing that that um, she was um, someone that that did things and 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 that if you if phone calls needed to be made she made that if, if there was stuff that had yep. to be delivered she did that if there was yep. stuff that we had it printed she did that she was yep. not afraid to do anything that you know yep. any, and that as well and so we probably took advantage of her a bit yeah probably <laughs> but I do I I do remember at one point somehow she, or rather she got into doing some some public education stuff with some yeah. of the united churches right and i remember she would talk about her united church dress which was the only one she still had yes and the only time she wore it was when she went to, to a united church to 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 speak and yes. uh you know there were lots of, we'd have other meetings or other things and and I remember little discussions with her about should she wear her United Church dress, and the answer was almost always no. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, <laughs> and she, and, and, you know, and she could relate to anybody. Yeah, she yeah, really could. Um, and I think that she had the kind of energy that just helped people feel safe enough to do whatever they needed to do. Like I don't recall anybody you know politicians or ever, ever but anybody really directing anything really nasty towards her yeah yeah because it it would have been their life if we'd found out about it because it would, yeah, yeah. wouldn't have been on but uh, but i don't recall her stirring up any kind of of real animosity with with folks i still miss her and, and think about her yeah. frequently yeah and and uh yeah so <laughs> maureen died in i think about 1995 or six yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there yeah. that it can't exactly recall. But but Maureen also liked to have a good time. I mean, oh, she, she was also fun, um, humorous. Um, um, I'll I'll tell one of the other stories that that during Pride 
um, events in, and this probably was about 1985, 86. And this was not a, this was in the early years we had, a, we had a week or, or, or 10 days and had different events. Um, and one of the events was at the Orlando bookstore on White Avenue, which is a women's co-op, um, um, store, um, that, that, that Maureen had been involved and, and was, went off. And I, I went there, they had a lot of books that, you know, and that, that many of us went to buy. Um, but, um, they were having uh, an evening of um, uh, women's poetry, literature, etc., as part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and Maureen said to me, "This was she initiated this." People don't realize. <laughs> she said to me, "Oh, she said, you know, th th that'll be pretty serious stuff, kind of thing. That we need to do something." So she and I decided that we would go um, and she would be, uh, um, uh, I would be Alice, uh, uh, Alice, Focus. yeah, yeah. And she would be, um, uh, oh, what was her love, her lover's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a rose is a rose is a rose. Yeah, yeah. Alice yeah. took us and, um, oh, heavens, yeah. Liz, you and I are getting old with our memory. I know, I know. Uh, the, who who is was a um a writer and, and wrote poetry etc and that stuff and Alice Toklas was her her partner um and did not write and and housekeeper and and did a lot of things like that so uh, so, so I went as Alice and and she went as as the as the other woman who 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 would have been considered in her day a fairly manly woman um, yeah. wore a, a, a hat that men would wear and, and dressed uh, like a man pants and this vest and that kind of thing. And that too. Well, for uh, heaven's sakes, Gertrude, huh? Stein, Gertrude Stein. Gertrude Stein. Yeah, Gertrude Stein. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. How could we forget? Gertrude Stein. Yes. And so, so she, she dressed like Gertrude Stein and she took along um, a couple of little things to read, uh, including one of her favorite, most famous lines is a rose is a rose is a rose kind of thing and that, but, she, but it was a little bit longer. I, the only thing Alice wrote was a cookbook, the Alice B. <laughs> Copeland's cookbook, yeah. and and uh, which had a, a, a and it was infamous because it had a couple of recipes for marijuana brownies in it, kind yeah. of thing. That, that that was at the time it was written. You know, it was written in the forties. Uh, kind of was you know you know considered. Um, anyway, it was was quite a, anyway. So so I went and and Alice was a petite little woman by comparison to Gertrude and mm -hmm. Alice tended to dress a little bit more in feminine clothes, not real, really high feminine, but feminine. So I went in, in, in one of my yellow dresses and hat <laughs> and shoes that match and my gold purse kind of thing. <laughs> that. Um, and, and it, she read as Gertrude first. And then I read from Alice's cookbook. I read a, the section that, that is about Picasso coming to lunch. And Picasso came to lunch. Whenever Picasso came to lunch, he wanted um, a dish that was made with the fish. And Alice hated it because it meant she had to go out to the market and buy the fish and bring it back so that he would be happy. So I'm reading her recipe for the fish that she's cooking. I open the purse and pull out a fish that I bought at the market and hung it. The audience was was dead silent. They were like, oh my God, I put it back in the purse and finished what I was doing. And she and I had arranged for a taxi to come and take us. We 
we both went out and we roared with laughter. Absolutely. We just howled kind yeah. of thing in that because this was not not the kind of thing that others were doing at that reading kind of thing. Yeah. And we came back to my place and, and had something to drink and laughed for the next hour or so kind yeah. of thing in that. Yeah. So so that was and, and she loved doing it. I mean she instigated that. You know, people think yeah. I I did not instigate it. She instigated that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it yeah. was on the basis she said, oh there'll be uh, all this high food and literature and stuff and that so we gotta do something different. So anyway yeah. She liked to do things like that. She and I often did little yeah. things like that. Yeah. And an excuse for you to bring out your yellow gold purse and high heels. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. was yeah. my golden yeah. purse. I whatever I could. I still have yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but to me, that also sort of symbolizes one of the things that I've talked about and still will go on about is that we had fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and we could do outrageous and silly things and and did them at the drop of a penny because it kept us going yeah. But yeah. we were doing very hard very serious laborious work yeah. and and had a sense that there were big stakes involved and so but we always laughed and yeah. and i think that that's personally i think that's something that's missing these days is that that the sense that you can be doing something really, really important, really serious, and you can still love and respect each other and laugh and have a good time. Um, yeah. I think that I know that's one of the things that would that carried carried us forward. Oh, yeah. There's a natural follow-up question from Liz's previous episode. And in that episode, Liz mentioned how both of you would have discussions and you have different lenses on how yeah. to approach yeah. a situation. Yet yeah. at the end of the day and here today, you're friends, you love each other, oh, yeah. you didn't destroy, but can you talk a little bit about how you viewed situations differently and your approaches to human <laughs> rights commissions and how to solve okay. a problem? Well, that could take a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, I think the the one example was was you know I was on the first you asked me to be on the first board of the AIDS Network, yeah. and we had some real disagreements because I thought uh, that the focus should be on education, and and that we should be doing a whole lot of 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 networking and education, and that wasn't the the desire of the others. And so I didn't continue, but and also because the work with Gala was continuing and uh, there were very good folks at the network. And so I didn't feel that that uh, if I withdrew, it would be all that damaging. And I'm not being egotistical about that, it's just a fact. Uh, right. But I do know um, how touched I was, Michael, when um, you know you put forward the notion that, it sh that because of my commission, you know, persistence about the notion of networking, that it be called the AIDS network. And I still appreciate yeah. that because by golly, we went at that one hammer and tongs. Yeah. 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 You, I think that was, yeah. Your suggestion, wasn't it to name it a network? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we did adopt. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and we, and, and we kind of lived that fairly well too. I mean, not yeah, perfectly yeah. like any of that yeah. too, but the other, I mean, just as you mentioned, I, I do remember in some of those discussions, early discussions like that, um, 
and and because there were a number of uh, were five or six or whatever of us and most yeah, yeah. Uh, number of men and that at one point that 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 you turned and said oh you man all you think about is your penises <laughs> you get on to some other conversation kind of thing in that too and and there, uh, there was some truth to what she what? had to say <laughs> we always bring two heads to every conversation yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah 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 and and certainly at times with with gala there was certainly a uh i remember during some of the planning for pride and uh and some of the, uh there was some pretty heated discussions about uh about drag and about women's roles and yeah, um, yeah. and uh lorna murray and i you know sort yes. of took that on and when maureen was still there she would join but but yeah, it yeah. was you know uh, we we didn't pull very many punches and uh but we all survived um yeah. you know uh i still have the letter from the guy who was the postie who i can see him but I can't oh yeah yeah so can i and he wrote a letter to Gala telling us that that would actually be be um, would stand well these days, saying that you know we were we were white upper middle class civil servants with lots of privilege, and and what about the rest of the world? Yeah. And uh, I mean that's sort of in essence, and that he was going to go and put his energy into union work, you know, and and that you know that was. I think we all knew that there was some truth to it because most of us were, were civil servants of one sort or another. We were educated and, and had good solid incomes and, and we knew that made a difference, but um, you know, yeah. again, it, it, it was, this is how it is and, and we're not going to take it personally. If you want to go away, that's fine. We'll miss you, but keep in touch. Yeah. 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 And I think that, that um, um, partly because you, um, uh Doug, you asked about uh, you know how we we managed i think we both uh, my opinion is that both liz and i and others but respected each other and their opinions and drive and when we did come to some conclusion and move on that we that everyone joined in and did the work kind yeah. of thing that yeah. um yeah. That, yeah. that there wasn't any uh, you know any reluctance to do that and people took on what they could in terms of time and their capability which was expected yeah we could certainly disagree on stuff and that and we could have fun but we also worked and did the work and got things done yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah everybody yeah. joined in and i think that's uh, that that, yeah. that is part of building a friendship then as well mm -hmm. kind of yeah. thing in that yeah. too yeah um yeah, and and we did lots of social stuff together. I mean, the the oh, folks yeah. we were doing community work with really became a a, a friend circle, yeah, and yeah. we spent uh, lots of of social time together. Uh, I remember at one point I was with uh, Catherine, and uh, we were very active in the lesbian community. But we kept hearing, you know, there, there aren't any lesbians in town, and I'm yeah. thinking, well, we know a whole lot of them, and yeah. so. Catherine and I invited, had a barbecue at our place and invited, yes. it must have been 50 or 60 women. Um, and and uh, many of whom were surprised that there were all these women. And actually that's where Maureen met her partner, Cheryl. So it was important to, to I guess, to be complete people with each other, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to talk about our broken hearts or our dissipate, you know, our, our, our heart, you know, whatever was going on in our lives. Uh, so that that we weren't just activists, we were we were whole people, 
Yeah. And uh, and I think that makes a difference as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be a few people who will only be listening to this episode and they may be in the know, so they know of some of the people. Uh, they may not have listened to your previous episode, Liz, but can you briefly just mention a little bit more about who Catherine is and the role she oh, has in your life? Yeah, well, Catherine... Um, yeah. Catherine and I were Catherine Debray, and she and I were lovers uh, for three years. And uh, but one of the things that happened with Catherine was that she, through me, became very involved in women's space, and um, she was a very competent person and very organized, and yes. was part of what the polarization was that eventually got me expelled from women's space and Catherine sort of kicked off the executive. And the criticism of her was that she was, um, well, she was criticized for organizing the first women's dance or the first dance at the Saxony hotel on new year's Eve years ago. And she did it very quickly and very efficiently. And she was criticized for doing it too well and too efficiently. Um, but, we were involved at that point with uh, LEAF, the Legal Education and Advocacy Fund for women lawyers in the country. And they yep. had a day a week or a day a year to go into the House of Commons and um, and and uh, speak to the to the ministers. And so Catherine was sent as as women as uh, women's spaces delegate. And Poor old John Crosby, he was the minister of whatever it was, labor, whatever it was at the time. And Catherine yeah. stood up in the house and asked him, I mean, this was the 80s, uh, when they were going to include sexual orientation in the Human Rights Code of Canada or in the Charter. Poor man just about lost his false teeth. And because and, there was no prep for that. And uh, so she got well and truly lambasted for doing that when she came back because the organization was pretty closeted there were a lot of very closeted people involved and they were madder to hatter because now people would figure out that that women's space was a lesbian organization um but that's where her our friendship with sven robinson began because sven was in the house at the time and came across the floor to talk to her and and uh became friends after that yeah. so you know she uh, she just stood up and, and again it was that part of well this is a question that i have so i'm just going to ask you yeah yeah and uh, it would have been great to be a fly on the wall yeah. i knew i knew catherine well too yeah, yeah. of course because of liz liz and catherine yeah. knew them well and with some of those barbecues plus we did the new year's um levy yeah. at their yeah. place as well yeah and that, that was maybe a little later yeah, 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 and and, and I went yeah, 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 that, yeah. that picture last night, Michael. Right. But I didn't find. I found, of course, you get distracted by all the other ones. But there's right, a wonderful right. picture of uh, Michael with his uh, with his outfit on, coming down. We had a long flight of stairs from upstairs, and Michael coming down and dancing down down, and uh, and we had that New Year's Day party, and it was great fun. Yeah, uh, and yeah. again, the theme of we work hard, but we also, you know, we have lots of fun. We decided that we needed to have a New Year's Day levy. Yeah. That, that we would do it this way for ourselves and that. So so we we did. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it was a, a bit different than what you would have seen at the legislative ground or at the yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But much more fun. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. I think we had some wine, as I recall. As, as, as I recall. And of course, <laughs> now, nowadays, if we were to do it, we could get John McDougall to, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 to yeah. come in his uh, officer's uniform, if he would, and, and yeah, make yeah. us all behave and do a proper levy, and then we could have fun. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and John <laughs> just receiving another stripe from... The military yeah. just this yeah, uh, yeah. last go around as well as with his husband dave gilbert those of us in the know about those stripes say yes. that what they really mean they're basically awarded for good behavior and so what that means is you didn't get caught yeah yeah <laughs> whatever hijinks you were up to yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. that worked perfect. Michael, we know about your hijinks where you got caught. Can you tell us about Liz and some of the hijinks where she didn't get caught, but she should have? Oh. oh, I mean, oh. I know those as well that, that she did that, that um, because we, we, um, we did a lot of things um, as mentioned together um, yeah. Uh, and we did a lot of social stuff in that, but but I I think that um, I, there's any hijinks that I can remember that that Liz um, was particularly involved in, uh, you know, the stuff that that I was too, but not that I don't know. I think the best one, Michael, is when uh, it was. I think it was the first Pride Week, and we had the posters made, and I think Raylene Guanti was the was the printer. And John Doyle went to pick them up and he accepted them and they were full of typos. And so poor Ray uh, yeah. had a visit from Lorna Murray and I, poor man, um, yeah. insisting that he redo the posters. And so he did. And, and so yeah. we took the top of the, of the posters, which had the gala symbol on it, and, and cut the poster, the information part off and the nylons were performing at the jube oh, right. and, and and we got mad because we'd asked them to come and perform and they said they would only come and perform for us if we could guarantee that only gays and lesbians were in the audience and we couldn't figure out how to do that so but we were indignant so off we went to the jube and we we're putting these gala posters under people's windshield wipers as the concert was going on and uh, we had great fun. And then uh, one of the security people came along, saw what we were doing, reached out, grabbed one of these things, and I'll never forget her. She said, gays and lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, off we, so we took off. But uh, yeah. that, that was one of my sort of favorite hijinks stories where yeah. you know, we, were, we, were, we were pushing the envelope. My goodness, it was fun. Yes. Yeah, and so, uh, and the the Ray Linguanti story was goes further because we are a small community, and I bet somebody maybe at your house, Michael, who'd been in Toronto, he'd been at a bar in Toronto. He was talking to Ray, and Ray was talking about these two lesbians in Edmonton who had insisted that he redo the poster for free, and how tough they were, yes. and, he, and he named us. And of course, this poor guy looks at me and says, "You're Liz. You're one of the two. And I said, "Yeah, that was us. <laughs> that was us." Yes, Ray would. Yes, yeah. yes. I, 
I'd forgotten. I, I do remember the, uh, about the posters and that that, that they yeah. had on misspellings. I, I I wasn't involved with the, putting anything on. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, uh, I think Lorna was there and Billy was there and I was there and I think Jeff and John were there. Oh, we had fun. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. 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 I, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <that one>. Do, you, <laughs> yeah. do either of you remember the first time you met each other? I don't think I can exactly remember that either. No. No. I I think I think we must have been both at some event at the same time. So it's one one of these yeah. groups or whatever. Yeah, I think it must you, have been. If you came in 84, I was no, already. I came, no, no, I came in. I moved to Alberta in 83. And in 83. Joined, yeah, and, and, I, so, and I'd been here since 81. So it must have been you, something you came to then that I was also at. And we talked. But you were away at school and came back. And I think you oh, came back when, in 84. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's right. And yeah, I think we I, met I at. Yeah, yeah, we met at a gala meeting, probably. Right, right. Because, because I, I remember to, discussions about Michael's not back yet, and I wondered yeah. who Michael was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that yeah. would have been in because I I went uh, I took a year in September '83 to July of '80 or June of '84. I was yeah. Under, I went to San Francisco State University for a year for a master's degree, and then came back. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm sure that's what it was at one of the meetings yeah. that was back. Yeah. Yeah. And and well, one of the first ones I had was with with um, with HIV because that was yeah, when yeah, two yeah. were at that. So that and maybe maybe it was even at that that we met, or the evening. No, no, I had no, a part of the evening before um, yeah. where I had the roast pigs. Were you here for the the piglets I roasted? Yes, 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 yes. And so, then so we called, a, we we called a meeting at your house. Yes. And yes. and and basically the you know the decision was well AIDS is, is uh, or HIV right. is killing us we got to right. do something right. and so right. off off once again off we went and it was after that yeah yeah, yeah. and that, that was um, yeah I I made some stuffed pig little piggies with apples in their mouth. Yeah, and, and had a party with folks that came over, and then yeah. we actually walked down to I think to watch the fireworks. I yeah. think then as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was July the first. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, I, and I was had been back for like a week or something yeah. like that from from California. Yeah, and, and yeah. Too. And you talked a lot about the, yes, I did. You know, the the experiences you'd had in San Francisco. Right. Right. And and. uh you know that it was here and it was coming here and we needed right, to get right. needed right. to get prepared yeah 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 and for, and for a flash last night i had that woman's name in my head but it's gone again the the woman who we hired to 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 or who came to help and who did so much good work around grief and loss and stuff and helped us select staff oh yeah. yeah i had it for a flash last night so it'll come back yeah, yeah. She was, she was very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Talking about HIV Edmonton, the AIDS network uh, named at that time, it'd be remiss of me if I didn't ask you both to discuss uh, the first person, the first man uh, oh, yeah. diagnosed with HIV and AIDS in Edmonton and his story and, and what did bring everybody together yeah. at that time. Good. Yeah, that, that was Ross Armstrong. Um, yeah. At our very first meeting with the the group, um, and, and it, it, someone had been identified. Uh, it, this was through the media. Someone identified in that. I didn't have any idea. It was one of the other 
fellows who was at the, our meeting said, oh, yeah. I know who it is and that, um, and indicated that it, uh, it was Ross Armstrong, who I, I didn't know well because Ross was more involved with the sports community um, than, than with any of the other groups and that. And I, nah, hard to believe, but I wasn't involved with the sports groups. Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> where 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 he he, he was uh, and he was also very nice a very good looking fellow um he was a swimmer um oh and, right yeah. yeah yeah and he had he he came from ontario out here and he was quite young when he came 18 or 19 he'd been here a few years at that point um and he'd actually been involved with the with the canadian junior olympics um swim oh. team Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and then here, um, he went to either the first or second gay games that were in San Francisco. To, oh, and, and okay. Part of the swim group there as well. Um, yeah. And and won some medal at, at that as well. And so in this, and and he and and the group. Uh, it, when I would call his closest friends were pe people involved in sports. They were, they were, and I'm talking about gay men. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Primarily, and, and who knew him well. Um, and I knew him slightly because the, uh, at that same time, um, uh, probably in 82 or something around that time, um, uh, the, the, the sports groups had a, not amalgamated, but they had a kind of a, um, they had an association, um, yeah. and and they also uh, published a uh, newspaper for a couple of years, and they oh, also right. had an awards evening, um, and he got an award for swimming and sports and that, and I got a, an award for community involvement or something. I can't remember exactly what kind of thing that. So so I think that's when I really knew who he was because of that evening, mm -hmm. and then then. After he was identified with AIDS and was in the hospital, um, uh, the first event that we did um, uh, to raise some money was Alice in Wonderland with <laughs> Alice in Victoria Park, yeah. and we had all the Alice. I was the, I was the Queen of Hearts, of course, um, and the, and all the other characters, you know, the, that yeah, were there. Yeah. And he came as Alice in drag, kind of thing, <laughs> tough drag. And that, we, that yeah. was the first time that that he'd been out of the hospital at that point for I think a, a, a couple of weeks and that and he came to that event um, and we, we chatted and then then got involved not not with the organization but not with um, meetings and that but but when it came to um, talking to the media, uh, getting things done about HIV AIDS, the medical people and the rest that, that he was always willing to do that uh, and did that. He went to, he and I went to Calgary to talk to some folks there about getting together. He came, he and I went to the first national meeting of persons uh, of uh, community and persons with yeah. AIDS in, in, yeah. in um, Montreal and that um, uh, and became, and then with the network quite active um, uh he and I did a lot of things together, actually socially as well. Yeah. And then, then uh, it, and his health was up and down and yeah. in and out of the hospital at times. And then um, about a year later, a little bit less than that, he decided to go back to Ontario. Um, it, 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 he grew up near, uh, not in Ottawa, but close, relatively close. And his sister who lived here 
um, it was who he was living with. And she decided to go back as well. She had a son, a, a baby son, uh, and that he he actually babysat for a while. She worked and after this, was, he came down with AIDS um, and that and went back there. And so he spent his last year of life there. We, we kept in touch through the phone. Um, and then one of our members of our group went out there to help her with him in the last few weeks because he, he deteriorated, uh, um, yeah, bad. And then he, he died exactly two years after the diagnosis. He died on July 1st. Um, oh, wow. I forgot. Oh, it was, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, it was in Ottawa or in Ontario. And mm. that he died. And I got there. It was quite common for many of the men uh, to return back to their homes, yeah, to yeah, their yeah. families during yeah, that yeah, time. And yeah, yeah, especially yeah. at the very end, it's a very common story. Oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in that um, we we uh, I, I don't know, we maybe want to mention then that one of the other people with us that was the first person that actually we hired the AIDS network was uh, Tom Gale, and we had oh, a money yes. through a summer program yeah. um, and his partner randy was part of our group on hiv yeah. but he also had aids and liz knows that story yeah. better than i do yeah 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 randy uh i was working in child welfare at the time as a supervisor and uh randy actually ended up in my in my uh, team and he was just loved he was a lovely man yeah. and i remember we were up to our eyeballs in gala stuff. And I remember walking into a team meeting and to start it. And Randy and a couple of the women were talking about the best dish, dish detergent to use. And it was as if, you know, there was, there was just no difference. They were, you know, this was something to be talking about, whether you should use this kind or that kind. And then I think they went on to, to laundry detergent. And there was just no sense that because he was gay, you know, this was weird or, or whatever. It was just, just a conversation. And that's a lovely moment that, that I remembered. Um, but he became ill and... Um, and and people were really you know sort of oh my god randy's sick how can we help and randy's um randy was a very um i think sort of proper kind of guy and he led us down a a, a merry path while he was ill because one of the things that that happened was that he became not maybe a bit demented but certainly very cognitively odd. And Tom was working at the network and, uh, and Randy basically couldn't, it wasn't safe to leave him alone, not because he would hurt the thing, but he was very forgetful and he do, he ran up their phone bill horrendously and had, you know, very little recollection of making all these long distance phone calls. So, myself and 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 uh, some of the, the the team and some others formed a care team for him um and we had uh, case conferences at at the hospital um and worked around schedules so that we could basically you know have somebody with him most of the time including you and 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time, and so did Anna. Um, and and um, when, um, <laughs> but but one of the great moments of that that journey was uh, they had the cat, that Assiniboine cat that had no hair. Yes. Um, oh my God. Ugly as sin, but they loved it. Oh, it was ugly. And but Randy <laughs> decided. They lived just off of White Avenue, and the office that Randy and I worked in at that point was on White Avenue. And so I looked up one day, and there was Randy. And sometimes he would come to my office, and at that point he was going through a lot of anger, and he was really angry at men. And But he would come and sit in my office, and I would just tell him to. I many a time. I said, Randy, just sit there, be here. People will come visit. I've got work to do. And so he would. Well, then one day, it was funny. He walked in and he said, I left the cat on the bus. And I said, you what? And he said, yes, I decided to bring the cat for a visit, but he got away from me on the bus and I don't know what to do. And so I had no idea what you do about lost cats on the bus. So I phoned the lost and found at, at, you know, the city bus people. And I'll never forget it. This woman said to me, that's not possible. Cats are not allowed on the bus. And I'm getting a bit teary as I remember. And I said to her, well, it may not be possible, but however, it's true. And so she got a hold of the bus driver and came back on the line and said, such and such a bus will be at such and such a space in 20 minutes get somebody there to get the cat. <laughs> As it turned out, the bus was going to be downtown. And so I phoned Tom, who was in some sort of a meeting, and said, get your butt out of there and go get the cat. Yes. And so he did. And yeah. and Randy went home and, and got the cat, or went home, and then Tom took the cat home. But yes. uh, one of the things about Randy and, and about, some of these diseases is they do they come and go and just before randy died his head cleared and it was like just a few days before he passed and uh anna and i Anna was my future partner but we were just getting together then and uh she was his palliative home she was a palliative home care nurse and and she did a lot of his care and so uh, that night, Randy had a bad, you know, he had lots of phlegm. And so he said, he announced that he wanted some brandy. So I phoned George Davison at home and said, go get some brandy and bring it here, please. And so he did. And uh, Randy had some brandy, or maybe it was something else that he remembered they had. But we sat and had a little drink and he was as clear as a bell and uh off he went to bed and then the next morning he was quite confused and i remember tom standing in the doorway oops saying uh, it's okay randy you can go now and he left because he figured that as long as he was in the apartment randy wouldn't wouldn't die and uh and he did he, he he left very soon after that and uh and it sounds hokey but as he took his last breath this rainbow 
came over the room. And uh, there was another woman there who was quite close to, to them as well. And Anna, and uh, they came to get his body. And it was in the days when uh, they came in uh, biohazard suits. Yeah. yeah. And we just looked at them and said, be gentle. And so, you know, that was that was quite the experience. And what and, and an important part of it was that there were all these people around who who knew that he and Tom were lovers, who knew that I was was a, a lesbian. And, and, and it, you know, the important thing was to look after Randy. Yeah. And I think that was really, a, in a way, a gift that he gave us that, you know, yeah, there was I mean, it was an awful time for in in you know all of the media stuff about aids and and uh, i'm sure you remember michael went in yeah. the ledge they oh, yeah. uh they some tories stood up and said that they should put us all in in concentration camps yeah 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 so it was a horrible time yeah and uh but but yeah that's that's randy and uh yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. and i I, I I knew this. I I debated whether I'd ask you to talk about it because I knew this was going to be hard because Liz is yeah. downplaying her role, and that Liz was there all the time, um, and it exemplifies um, some of the best things that came out of the community during that time. Yeah. Other men yeah. and women like Liz who who were caring yeah. for people who had AIDS, yeah. and yeah. they all died. Yeah, you know, yeah, they all died. Was going to die, yeah. and no one lived. Kind of thing in that, um, and yet people like Liz took that on um, with with uh, in, in this case with with Randy, who we all knew well, or many of us knew very well, kind yeah. of thing in that too. And I know that was a uh, terribly tough um, to watch, and 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 I think it was terribly tough for for everyone to watch because the person you were helping they got worse. You know, yeah, they, yeah. No one recovered. They all died. Yeah, and you and and you too, what Michael spent hours with people, oh, yeah, hours yeah. with people, and uh, yeah, some very tough times in that too. There, it, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and I guess and we that, just had to cling on to one another and and do what we needed yeah, to do because yeah. there were no choices, there was no care, there was nothing, you know. No, no, we did that. Yeah, and and I, I, as I say, many of the. People who were volunteering and doing that were were people that were in the same age as the people that were dying, and yeah. most of us had no. It was the last thing in our minds that was death. You know, you when you're yeah, late twenties, early thirties, that that isn't where your head is at, kind of thing. Yeah. That too, yeah. we were yeah. blessed that there were so many women like Liz and others yeah. that yeah. that took part, and somehow had some knowledge their ability or skills or whatever of of being able to to attend to and and social and i think many of us men learn learned some of that from i not many and we all yeah, learned yeah. some of that from from the many women who who seemed to kind of know that yeah you just got to get in there and do it you yeah. kind of thing and that or whatever and that too so I, I i think it made um many both men and women of that time um much more empathetic people yeah. much more understanding um yeah. and sensitive to to one another and what was going yeah. on yeah and um, that happened everywhere 
I mean, yeah, yeah. that phenomena of of uh, yeah. of the women sort of coming forward and saying, yeah. well, you know, uh, this is what we need to do, and we're just going to go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah. And um, oh, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it was huge, and uh, the need was was strong and it was urgent yeah and yeah. and i remember you know the same sort of thing when when tom edge oh yeah was sick and i remember him coming to a gala meeting and just coming in and saying um you know i want to tell you guys personally but um i've been diagnosed with 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 aids and 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 he said that they figured out it was aids because he got some sort of infection yeah that is usually only found in rabbits uh, yeah yeah. And, and, yeah and so that's when they figured out that his immune system was shot um he had that woman who was his his business partner and people rallied yeah. around but yeah. i remember i think you were there the night that he yep. died yeah and uh you know and, and just being with him and saying you know it's okay tom you can go now yeah. And and just you know you just have you just got to do what you got to do I guess and I mean I I wouldn't trade it for the world I wish they hadn't died but I do know that that the uh, AIDS stigma was very firmly attached oh, yeah. to some of us oh yeah y you know and that that people were nervous around us and oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all of that sort of shunning stuff. And another time, maybe when we we talk and that to talk a bit more about that whole stigma, I, I yeah, um, I have a lot to say about that. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah, and that's because we're there's yeah. going to be plenty of conversations. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and, and yeah. for our listeners, I just and on behalf of the listeners, I just want to say thank you. And I and the words thank you are not strong enough because it was both of yours, as well as others, your actions, your empathy, your care, um, not being quiet that has helped us overcome so much. And it's on, yeah. and it's yeah. on the shoulders of the people who have no longer with us that we've gotten yeah, yeah. to a place where yeah. we are better. And it's not as scary as it was before. The stigma is always there. But thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. Um, a question that goes with this, and of course, this could be more emotions here as well. We've talked about Maureen. We've talked about Ross. We've talked about Randy and others. What would you say to them today if oh. they just magically appeared? What would you say to them as far as? where you have all been in this journey that your advocacy has led, what would you be able to say to them? Well, I'd be welcoming um, uh, um, Maureen for sure, mm -hmm. laughing. Yeah. And she would be yelling at me about <laughs> how stupid I am and all the dumb things I've done. Yeah. <laughs> how are you doing now? <laughs> yeah. Seeing that. And, yeah. and um um and we would reminisce about some of those times and some of the people she, um and and um i would be saying yeah but you did all that and she'd say oh it wasn't anything i didn't do much kind of thing yeah. that which of course yeah. was true um she yeah. did do a lot um yeah 
And then, then I'd remind her that some of what we're talking about today is what we hoped would be happening, that the things yeah. would have changed. And 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 she would she would be pleased to know that that had happened. Yeah. 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 And and, and I would say to her, Maureen, you've been <laughs> dead long enough. It's bloody well time you came back. Yes. Yeah. And, and we've got work to do still. Yeah. Um and and I would tell her what an important difference she made in my life and that I often, often think of her and uh, would be so glad to have her again. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Whew, this, Amen. Is, this is real, yeah. eh? It is. It's very real. And why I mentioned at the beginning how honored I am that you both are here on this episode of Tales of the LGBTQ Plus is the stories and it's the memories yeah. and it's remembering where we've been and where where we are today, where we're going tomorrow. That's important. These are real lives. These are real feelings and emotions. We've yeah. been talking about your advocacy uh, and with a lot of the different groups and we haven't touched upon every single group uh, <laughs> you know and that's that just means more conversations in the future which is brilliant absolutely brilliant what do we need to know when it comes to the 80s the 1980s going into the 1990s what where are we at when it comes to equal rights when it comes to being recognized as lesbian, gay, and work site. Where are we at at this time in our conversation and in this story? Well, I would say in short form, I mean, that's another whole conversation, but by the time we got to the end of the 80s and into, you know, roughly the 90 or early 90s, that 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 the, the period of, of, the, of AIDS started to change in terms of um, treatment, et cetera, but, but, but there were, there were gains made about gays and lesbians during that period. There was then the, the case of, of Devlin Green in the mm -hmm. Supreme Court, which, which was another big leap forward. Um, and th then I, I think there was, there was the beginnings of some uh, uh, changes at a broad political level yeah. uh, where you had um, different men and women who, who were gay and lesbian that were elected to different jurisdictions, including at the national level. Um, and you you had some things um, developing at the uh, uh, around the Charter of Rights um, that that uh, were were significant in in um, uh, what was happening uh across the country but but here as well and you had the certainly the the um growth huge growth of of um pride p-r-i-d um in terms of events parades a whole slew of things like that um, across the country including here of course in edmonton um, which really blossomed as we got into the 90s more the kind of thing yeah that too, were very much so i would say that's kind of um uh, uh there, there there were obstacles and there were challenges um uh, alberta at, at times has not had a government very that was 
very easy to work with kind of thing. <laughs> You're being polite, Michael. Liz, <laughs> talked, Liz talked about Ralph Klein and uh, <laughs> some of his. Uh, yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, that's, that'll take a month. We'll get you yeah. started in another episode when it comes. In another to episode that. be just fine. But I think yeah. that the one of the things though that that I see that people now have no clue about is that people were fired from from jobs simply for being gay. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. We have the uh, I think it's Rob Wells who talks about. Oh my God. That. Yeah, he he oh. went up north as a teacher. To take over from the last guy who went to jail for being for being a homosexual, yeah, in Canada, and so this guy got jailed, and uh, and Rob went up and, and took his job um, years ago. Um, I had threats against my job. If you tried to, you know, do financial stuff at the bank, it wasn't on. Um, they're just story after story yeah. That, yeah. that we knew about. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so, uh, so the changes were coming, but they were all based on real lived experience of real people. And, and yeah. that's what we always tried to convey. Yeah. 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 Let me do a plug here. Uh, Murray Billet, uh, was, yeah. uh, yeah. just recently, yeah. uh, finished and has been released a podcast episode, uh, with Edmonton city <laughs> as a museum project, uh, yeah. Camp. Uh, talking yeah. about the Del Ring case. Yeah, yeah. And we definitely invite everyone to take a listen uh, to that in-depth story because it is so important. Yeah. Uh, 1998 is when it came down saying that right. we would yeah. not be able to be uh, discriminated against at the work site. Of course, yeah, it takes yeah. many years later for those actions to go into effect. <laughs> still. Uh, yes. And still, it's only recent when it comes to our... Um, transgender family receiving mm -hmm. oh my god yes. uh, that yeah. those types of rights as well yeah yeah and one of the things that i noticed the other day when i was looking at some pictures of the press conference we had after after the green thing is it's very odd but there was no gray hair there not one of us had a gray hair <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> i remember my hair being that color a while ago <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it seems like yesterday, but it, it was quite a while ago. It's hard to believe. But today, I mean, the the younger people coming up, they, they have no clue. And, uh, and and that's, I think, true of any sort of social change movement. But but I just think it's great that we're able to, to uh, tell these stories yeah. and uh, and get them down. Because history is so important. It has so much to teach us. Mm -hmm. um, and it's wonderful to be able to to share that. Yeah, yeah. I make mention yeah. of this. Um, Led Zeppelin released fifty years ago one of their greatest albums, and the mm -hmm. conversations that we've been having today are about events that have taken since that release of that album. And still, people will go listen to "Stairway to yeah. Heaven," a whole lot of love, yeah. and be like, yeah. "Oh, that's that's just like yesterday." Well, yeah. what we're talking about today was just <laughs> yesterday as well, yeah. because you get to yeah. a certain age and boom, it's it's fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but. Liz, Michael, I want to thank you both for sharing yourselves uh, with all of us um, as we navigate this conversation. And we're going to come back together and we're going to talk about more. But again... Thank you. 
thank you for everything that you've done. And we stand on the shoulders of giants like yourselves. And we continue to do the work that needs to be done. And again, the, the word thank you can't go long enough. And just thank you. And thank you for doing this. And thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, Michael and I have always got things to talk about. So we, I'm sure we'd be happy to come let's, back. Again. Let's do it. It's the it's the first episode of a million, and I'm here for every single one of them. Okay. Thanks. Super. Well, yeah. On behalf of Liz and Michael, I want to say thank you to all of you for listening to this episode today. Again, you've been listening to Tales of the LGBTQ+. Please press subscribe. Please leave ratings, comments, conversations. Reach out. This is open for everyone to have that conversation and to be part of. Tales of the LGBTQ+, yes, is run by myself, but it's run by you as well. So please be in contact. Until next time, everyone, my name is Douglas Parsons, reminding you to be good and always text when you get home. Okay. Until next time, everyone. Bye-bye.